how you like to end those songs? <laughs> With a bang, the way they started. Glory to God. Well, everybody good today? Well, let's believe together. I believe God's got something for us in the Word, don't you? If you believe with Him, He's got something in the Word. Even if I don't say it, you'll see it when you open it. Amen? I don't have to say it. You can see it. You may say, you know, I don't really like Him. Go ahead and open your Bible anyway. (laughs) And then by the time we're done, you'll like me anyway. But open your Bible anyway. Look at that. And the the Lord's going to show us something. He's going to grow us. He's getting us to another place. He's always got something for His kids. Amen? Thank You, Lord. Let's agree together. Father God, we do thank You for Your Word. We reverence Your Word. We, we ask that Your Word come forth today, that it not be my ideas, that it not be my opinions, but it be the very Word of God spoken to us and in us, Lord, and that, that we might have ears and heart to hear and receive willingly, knowing that we can have your good and we can give your good to others, Lord. Help us as we, to receive, as we receive it to purpose in our hearts to, be, uh, to, be, to remember as hearers and to be doers of your word. And we thank you for it and give you the glory in advance for every good thing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. I remember when I first... Uh, um, God had us move to a different church, and it wasn't really in my spirit that we wanted that I wanted to move to that church. And uh, so when I started going, I started sitting in there, and I, and I was uh, listening to the preacher, but I was critiquing him. How many know you're going to get nothing critiquing the preacher, right? Uh, but that would be out of God's order, right? Yeah. That would be out of God's order. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, God will change. God won't change His order. He don't change. The way He did it the first time was right. And so we don't have to wonder if He's going to do it right the second or third time. He's always going to do it the same way, and He's always going to do it right. Amen? He may just use a different path to get us there. But it'll be the same. Amen? Glory to God. My mom said she had four kids, and she raised all four of them differently to get us to the same place. Yeah, she did. He did. I mean, she yelled at my older brother a lot more than she yelled at me because I was a better kid. <laughs> now she got she got saved somewhere in between that time. Glory to God. <laughs> That's when she quit wearing the belt around her neck. <laughs> Glory to God. Open your Bibles to Amos three. Amos is back there in the little bitty books of the Old Testament, and. Uh, but put up uh, Acts 2.44 for me while you're going to Amos 3. Acts 2.44. <clears throat> and it said, All that believed were together. You know, a lot of people look at that and they say, Well, yeah, they were all at the same place. No, they were together. There's a difference in being together and being all in the same place. You could be all in the same place and be completely separate. But all that believed, and that's why he put it that way, he said all that believed were together. What were they? They were believing together. They were believing as one, and they were agreed with the Lord. Amen? And in agreement with the Lord, they were in agreement with one another, therefore they were together. Glory to God. And that's a good place to be. If me, when me and you, and while me, how about this, while me and you, 
serve God together as one, miracles begin to happen. Walls begin to get shaken. People's lives begin to get free as we serve the Lord as one. Amen? It's important that we be together. Right? It's, it's important that we come together as a body of believers. Why? So that we can believe together. That we can believe the Word of the Lord. You know, one of the reasons Brother Moore wants us reading our chapter, we're all reading the same thing at the same time, so we all have the same thing in us together. Amen? And that's a good thing, to be together. Because... Because together we can do so much more. If somebody's hurting, together we can pick them up. And we can dust them off, put them back on their feet, and if we need to, we can help them along. Right? Together we can do so much more in agreement with the Word of God. Now Christians that are in disagreement with the Word of God, it doesn't matter how much they get together. (laughs) Because they're getting together in disagreement of the Word of God. Right? They're contrary. If you're contrary to what God says, you're in the wrong place. Right? You know, tradition of men, tradition doesn't try to get the Word, doesn't try to change to match the Word. It gets the Word to match it. That's how we came up with so many different religions and doctrines. Because instead of believing the Word of God, we said, well, this is happening in my life, so i got to find a Word to match what's happening so I can approve what's happening in my life. Right? We try the Word of God. Instead of what the Word of God truly is doing, trying us. Amen? And so they are not in agreement with the Word. They're in agreement with the Word that they believe. But they've made the Word powerless. Right? What's it, what's it say in, uh, what is it, uh, Mark 7-ish? Mark 7, 13? It says they make the Word of God of no effect, non-effect, by the traditions. That's, that's not just... You know one of the worst traditions of men? Condemnation. It's a tradition. If you do something wrong, you should feel bad. And you should, you should feel bad about yourself and talk bad about yourself. That is a tradition. It's been raised up in in all nations. And you know what? It's totally against the Word of God. He's not the condemner. He's the one to pick you up, tell you what you did wrong, dust you off, and send you back on your way. These traditions are not godly and they're not in agreement with the Word of God. Anything that's not in agreement with what God says about us, amen, is not truth. It's not truth. God says you're the apple of His eyes, that you can do all things through Christ. He's, he, he's given us great ability and loved us with a love that can be, that's uncompared. How important are you? Very. Very. And He raised you up together. Together. Not, not just in the same place. Together with Christ. In other words, when Christ was raised up, you were raised up with Him. Together. Glory to God. He's got a wonderful plan for us. But what what but our part is to get in agreement with Him and then together. Agreement with Him and then together. You know, I spoke about this just shortly in a sermon a couple four or five weeks ago. Me agreeing with God and you agreeing with God and us being together is one accord. 
Not me agreeing with you or you agreeing with me. I'm, we're not trying to get in agreement with what we think or, what, or our opinions or ideas. We are trying to get in agreement together with God. That's where, that's where the power came in in the book of Acts. Because what they did was they believed the Word of God together. They rightly divided the Word of truth. And miracles began to happen. And people began to get saved. Amen? Glory to God. And you, know, you get people say, well, you don't believe this right, and you don't believe that right. You know what? I don't know everything. There's lots of things I don't know. Right? But we're believing God to help us. He's going to help us, and He's going to show us, and He's going to get us to the right place. But we're going to have to do it together. Amen? And it doesn't mean everybody can be a wheel. Somebody's got to be a chain, and somebody's got to be a sprocket. That's together. How many know when you get on a bike, every part of it can't be a wheel? (laughs) Or you ain't going anywhere. When you get to a church, when you get to a body of believers, every part can't be up on the pulpit, can't be singing, can't be playing. Uh, There's other parts, and every one of them are important. How many of you were riding a bike down this great big hill up here would want one bolt missing out of that bike? (laughs) Because you ain't stopping anytime soon. Huh? You're going to need another hill to stop you. Well, in the body of Christ, that's how together we should be. We should be like a sprocket to a chain. Amen? And we should, we should be turning together to accomplish His goals. Amen? Not to accomplish our goals, to accomplish His goals. That is agreement. Thank you, Lord. That is agreement. That puts me and you in agreement with Him. There's only one shepherd. How many know that? One shepherd, Jesus Christ. Now there's another one that that has the bell around his neck that everybody follows behind Jesus Christ, right? Everybody heard of the sheep, the lead sheep? There are lead sheep, right? Brother Moore, he would be a lead sheep, right? We follow him as he follows Christ. Paul, we follow him as he follows Christ, right? But the, the other sheep are the ones that get off on their own. They say, I don't need a lead sheep. I don't need to be together with the sheep. You know what they get? Eaten. <laughs> They're lamb chops. <laughs> the lions and the wolves, bears, they love those sheep. The devil loves those sheep. Those are a divisive sheep. Why? They got more than one vision. And you know, sometimes if other sheep see them, they'll follow them. Sheep, sheep are hardwired to follow. Do you know that? And, and God compares us to sheep. We are hardwired to follow Him. Glory to God. In you, a born-again child of God, you're hardwired. In other words, you don't have to be plugged in and unplugged. You're, you're wired right into Him to follow Him. To do what He asks, to do what He says, to do it His way, to go His direction. Amen. We are followers. Everybody says, ah, I'm a leader. You better, you better be a follower first. Amen. A good leader is somebody worthy to be followed, not somebody who leads. Amen? Amen? A good leader is someone worthy to be followed. Thank you, Lord. Because he won't lead you off a, off of a cliff. 
Did you know that sheep are so hardwired into following that if the lead sheep goes off a cliff, they will go with him? They will. Hey, I read this in a book. I know you can't believe it. I read in a book. I'm just saying. I read in a book. Yeah. <laughs> Which also makes it that much more important that we rightly divide the word of truth. Because as people see you and follow you as you follow Christ, you don't want to lead them over a cliff. Amen? Amen. We want to lead them in the right directions, doing the things that God says to do. Um, in, uh, in Amos 3.3, where I told you to go, everybody knows this verse, we quote it all the time, it says, How can two walk together? How can two walk together? What's he talking about again? Together. It's not just walking. It's not even walking in the same direction, going the same way. It's walking in agreement. Amen. You know, together is a bigger word than what we've made it. You know, we just think it's all at the same place, same time. You know what? A million things could be happening if a million people got together at the same place. But one thing could be happening if they all got together under the Word of God, believing His Word. One thing could happen. God's vision. And that's our purpose. His plan, His purpose for us is our purpose for us. Amen? That puts you in agreement with God and keeps you walking together with Him. Amen? Because you know that you could agree not with God. You know, we talked about that in Acts 5. We had a couple people that agreed together. It says, and Paul, even Peter even said, how could you agree together to Ananias and Sapphira? How could you agree together? And that was strong, what he said. He said, not only did you agree, you got together on this and worked it as one. To tempt the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's not what we want to do. We do want to agree together, but with God. Amen? And in God's Word. We want to be believers. Believers are people that believe His Word. That believe in Him. That trust Him. No matter if He says, go there, and you don't know why, you still do it. Why? Because you're a follower. You're a follower of His. You trust that He's always taking you the right direction. That You're in agreement with His Word that says He's not going to do anything bad to you. But see, tradition has taught that He may do something bad to you. Therefore, you don't always know whether to trust Him or not. Trust me, tradition is wrong. God is good. If He leads you into a rough spot, He'll take you through it. Just like it was smooth. What's it say? It says He'll make the rough places smooth, the crooked places straight, take you through the fire and you won't be burned, through the flood and it won't overtake you. He's a good God. If you're in the fire and you're in God's will, you're in the safest place you could ever be. Amen? How could two walk together except they be agreed? In other words, you could, you're not going to walk together unless you be agreed. Glory to God. Think about this. Back, back in Acts, uh, if you can go there in one, uh, Peter and John in, in, in chapter 3. Peter and John, and it says, well, let's just read it. Peter and John in chapter 3, verse 1. Acts 3, 1. It said, now Peter and John, what? Went up together. It doesn't just mean... 
<laughs> that they were walking side by side. They were in agreement with the Word of God and, and believed they were in the place they were supposed to be. They were in agreement. They, they, were, they, they went up together. God doesn't waste words. He could have just said Peter and John went. And we'd have known that they were together. Right? You don't have to put together in there to guess that they were together. They were together in one mind, one heart, striving for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's, what, that's how they were together. And they went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, which was about the ninth hour. Verse 2. And a certain man from his mother's womb was carried... Who was his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, asked for alms. Verse 3. Who seeing Peter and John, who did he see? Peter and John. He saw them both. Why? Because they were together. About to go into the temple, asking alms. Verse 4. And Peter fastening his eyes upon, upon him with John. In other words, Peter didn't go over there and John went, Come on, Peter, we got prayer. We got things going on. You know, sometimes that happens in church. I can't believe they took time to pray for that person right after offering. You know, it's all church already goes late enough. <laughs> Y'all have never done that, have you? If you start thinking it, just know I had it one time in my life, and just don't. People do think things like that. Why? We got flesh. We got flesh. We like things our way. We want church served our way. And church ain't Burger King. Amen? God serves it exactly how it needs to come out, exactly when and where it needs to come out. And if somebody needs ministered to in the middle of a service, He'll stop the service and do it. Why? Because He loves people. It wasn't about a time thing. Well, we start at 9. We should be able to get out by 10.30, 10.35 at the latest unless somebody interrupts it with one of these spiritual things. <laughs> Aren't you glad we're growing? Aren't you glad we're growing? Thank you, Lord. I needed to grow so much. And I still need to grow so much more. But I'm going to. I've purposed in my heart to agree with His Word and what His Word says about me and the call that He's put on my life. And I agree in my heart with Him. And, and I'm, I'm coming with Him. And I'm following Him. Amen? And, and they, they went, Peter and John, Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John. In other words, Peter fastened his eyes and John fastened his eyes. They both had their eyes fastened on him. And, they said, and he said, look on us. He didn't say, look on me. He said, look on us. Why? Because they're together. Amen. They are two in agreement. They're getting ready to ask for something in the name of Jesus. Guess what's getting ready to happen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you're two in agreement, you speak in the name of Jesus and something getting ready to happen. Amen? And so these two together said, look on us. Look on us. And, and verse 5. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Expecting to receive what? Something of them. They're still together. Still together. Don't get off this because you're going to see an I in here, but that doesn't mean they're not together. You know, a lot of times, I just means they became one all of a sudden. 
Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A lot of times I say, I did this, and guess what? It came out of me and her checkbook. Right. <laughs> so guess who did it? I. <laughs> I. <laughs> Expecting to receive something, verse 6. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. He forgot to forgot his wallet that day, I guess. Well, we know Peter didn't have. We know Peter had stuff, right? He owned boats, if nothing else. Amen. Yes. So we know he had stuff. But that day, he said, "Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee." What's it? What? Him and John are still standing there. The guy's eyes are still fastened on him and John. Amen. On him and John. And then he did it. In this, this, these two together in agreement spoke the name of Jesus. Amen. And at that name, those two in agreement came into an authority that raised this man up. And he walked right then and there. How much more if we come into agreement in the church? Not, you know, and not criticizing, not looking for what the preacher says wrong, not looking how they, they should have sang this song and they should have... Quit that! Amen. Amen. This isn't a show. That's right. Right? <laughs> we didn't come here to be entertained. We came here to worship the Lord God, our Father. We came here to come in together in agreement. As one, if if it, to to help one another, to love one another, and to be filled with a love that can go out those doors and love others. Amen. And if we're doing it outside of love, you'll never be in agreement with God. Because to be in agreement with God is to be in agreement with love. You know, people say, "Well, sometimes he got mad, righteous indignation. He didn't get no righteous indignation." Chase those people out of the temple. Righteous indignation. No. He loved the people they were hurting. Love chased those people out of the temple. Jesus didn't do anything outside of agreement with God, which means He was in agreement with love at all times. He never disagreed with love. He said, the Father and I are one. But yet He sat down at the right hand. But they're one. You get that argument all the time. Father, Spirit, Son, they're all one, all the same. No, they're three different that make up one. But you know what? They're in perfect agreement. It says those three agree. Amen? So everything they do comes to pass. Why? Because they operate out of the unfailing. Love. Glory to God. When we get in agreement with God, we begin to operate in the unfailing. You want to know who's going to get healed in the healing line when we're in agreement with God? Everyone. Because we now operate in the unfailing. Glory to God. How important is walking together? What was the chances of that guy not getting up that day? Zero. People say, what if he decided not to? He wasn't going to decide not to because the operation of love in agreement with the word of love came to pass. And he was healed. He couldn't not walk. There's some good English for you. He couldn't not walk. 
When the power of love comes in, when that agreement with the Word of God comes in, there is, there is a peace and a set at oneness that causes the people around it to know that they're now whole. They're now whole. Glory to God. And it's a good thing. Amen? It's a good thing. So we, we, we got to strive to stay in agreement with God in agreement with each other. Agreement with God together. Right? We're agreeing together. What are you agreeing together with? God. What God said is what we agree with. Alright? And, and we're not trying to make the Word say something it doesn't. You have people out there saying, well, this doesn't apply to you and this doesn't apply to you. They got people saying red letters don't apply to you. Stay away from that. <laughs> Love would. Glory to God. How can two walk together and accept they be agreed? Amen? We want to walk together. We want to walk together with one another agreed with the Lord. First thing we agree on is that we love the way He loves. It's, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to not love the way He loves. Amen? And, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, we're not Jesus. We, we are. What? He, later on, after he said the Father and I are one, he said, help them to be one as you and I were one. And so what's he saying? He said, I want them to be like you and I are towards you. Amen. Right. Amen? Right. Glory to God. We can be one. And these are, these are the things that we're trying to do. We're trying to stay in agreement with His Word. We're, try, we're not trying to change it to fit our experience. We're not trying to change it to fit our circumstance. We're not seeing something not happen and then taking it and saying, well, you know, this God probably meant this. And, you know, in the book of Job it says this. Stop that. If the Word says this, that's what should be happening. Amen. Right. Amen. And we need to be persistent with what the Word says. And not, and not walk out of agreement with it. Right? <laughs> and don't try to fit it to your mind. That, that's putting new wine into an old wine bottle. Right? And that's what Jesus said. He, said. he said, people that try to put new wine into an old wine bottle, it'll burst the bottle. And he even says it this way. He says, the bottles will perish, or the, the, the wine will spill, and the bottles will perish. Both why? Because they weren't in agreement. They couldn't walk together. Both will be destroyed. Amen? Both will be destroyed. Don't try to fit His new wine in your own old wine bottle. Right? Amen? Because He'll tell you to give when you really don't have it to give. He'll say, go search your closet. See if you've got some clothes. Lord, I don't have hardly anything. I can't give. And he'll say, give. And you're trying to fit it in your old wine bottle. Go get a new one. Fit it in there. That's good. Amen? That We went to Ramsey's dorm and we were, we were moving her in a few weeks ago. And uh, instead of painting the whole wall, <laughs> they, they touched it up. <laughs> and they touched it up with new paint. And the two did not agree. <laughs> the two did not agree at all. And it looked like a spotted leopard. 
You had some shiny paint and some dull paint. And I mean, you didn't have to look hard at all. You know, and that's what Jesus stirred before he talked about the wine bottle. He said, how many people take a brand new garment, cut a patch of it, sew it on an old garment? It won't work. The two do not agree. Right? It's in the Bible, right? I got it in my notes somewhere. Yeah, it's in here. I'll find it. It's right in here. It's in the Bible. It's right. It's it's in there. Luke, right? Yeah, Luke. Luke 5 and 36. Luke 5 and 36. It says, Jesus spoke a parable. He says, No man puts a piece of a garment, of a new garment, upon an old. Otherwise, both the new maketh a rent, which is a hole. Right? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't rent. If I rent something, then I'm paying to have it for a month, right? <laughs> In the Old Testament, when they rent something, they were tearing it up, man. <laughs> if, they said, if, they, if they said the word rent, back off, something's getting ready to tear. Right? When they rent their clothes, boom! <laughs> it says the, the new makes a rent and makes a hole. And the piece that was taken out of the new <laughs> agrees not with the old. What? It agrees not with the old. In other words, one of these things don't belong here. And see, that's what we're doing so many times. We're getting another option. And that is the perfect image of division. You know, so many people think division is me being at odds with you. No, division is not me being at odds with you. It's me having a different vision than you. Amen? But if you have a different vision than God, you now have division from God. How many people in here want to think that they're divided from God? No. So we don't want to be in division with God's Word. That's why Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. In other words, you can't go two directions and expect your house to find the path. And he was talking about people saying that he was casting out demons by, 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 the, by Satan. Which is an impossibility because Satan can't do nothing good. That's right. right? He can't, and that would be good. And even, he even said it, if Satan does this, his house will be destroyed. Why? Because he's directly divided against himself. One day he'll do it. In the book of Revelations it says he'll heal himself. That will divide his house. Hmm. Say la. La. Glory to God. <laughs> little break there. You get over in the book of Revelation, just one little bit, you gotta get you gotta gotta have a gotta have a pause. <laughs> you know, I do believe Jesus is coming back soon, but I believe a whole bunch of people need to be saved before so. And so I'm not rushing him. I'm going to be just like God. I'm not going to be... Uh, he's not slack, but he is merciful and kind. And he is waiting. He wants to see people saved. Amen? He's a merciful, kind God. Thank you, Lord. No man puts a piece of a new garment. Otherwise, it'll make a hole, in the, a bigger hole. It'll, it'll make the new one with a hole in it. Why would you take a new garment, cut out a piece of... You already have a new garment. 
Why are you trying to take the new garment and put it back in the other? That's what the traditions of men do. Jesus said, by whose stripes ye were healed. We're healed, a done deal. When we take the Word of God and we extract that and say, well, that's a sometimes thing. You know, many times they, He can't do that or they did this. It, there's no ifs, ands, or buts in that. It is a truth. And to rightly divide it, we say it works every time it's believed in agreement with that Word. Amen? It must. And anything else, anything less than that is our, our downfall, not His. Right? His Word is truth. And when we, if we're going to rightly divide His truth, we're, we're, we're going to put it into our lives and make it work in our lives the way it's spoken, in agreement with Him, the way it's spoken. If, if you don't agree with it the way it's spoken, you're now in tradition. Right? And you've got a new denomination. The ifs, ands, and buts denomination. Right? You can have this if. You might have this but. Right? He's not the conjunction God. No, no. Did you guys ever watch that Schoolhouse Rock? Conjunction, junction, watch your function. Huh? I'm all there. I've, I've done it all. You think I didn't watch my Saturday morning cartoons? By golly, I watched them. <laughs> the one he uses and. He uses and a whole bunch. You'll have this and that. I'll give you this and that. Amen? Because he's a good God. He's a good God. No man is going to cut up his brand new coat to fix an old one. He's just going to put on his new coat. Right? <laughs> and no man, what's it say? And, and no, no man puts new wine into old wine bottles. See, now, I wouldn't have known that. I actually had to look that up because I don't like wine. Even when I drank, I didn't like wine. Right? So I had to look it up. I don't drink now, so I definitely don't even think about it. But apparently, as it ferments, it actually bursts the bottles or the skins, as you will. Why? Because they're already all settled in in their old stuff. Right? So Jesus said, just go get new ones. Just go get new ones and put the new wine in the new wine skins. Quit trying to put new stuff in your old way of thinking. He, he's, he's, that's why he says so many times, you've got to renew your mind. You've got to be born again. You can't, you, can't just, you can't just walk and say, well, I believe in God. You've got to be born again. Why? Because you can't believe in God the way He is unless you're born again. That's right. what, what did he tell Nicodemus? He said, no man can see the kingdom of God lest he be born again. He was telling a Jewish man that in the, before, he passed, before he died, went to hell and rose again. And he was still telling them they must be born again. Hmm. Must be for everyone. <laughs> We're getting on a lot of stuff and not hardly any of it's in my notes, but it's really good. <laughs> Glory to God. We want to, the, the two will not be in agreement, and, and when you do that, you not only lose the new, you ruin the old. 
In other words, the law won't work trying to add it with, with Jesus. You can't, you can't try to do works and have grace. Both will be ruined. Right? Why? Because they don't, they're, not, they're not in agreement. Works and grace are not in agreement. Yes, we do serve the Lord. And we do good works. But we do them by grace. Not to get grace. Amen? Amen. You do them because you have grace, not to receive grace. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We've got to stay in agreement together. Not only do we need to be in agreement with God's Word, but we need to stay hooked with the people God's hooked us to. Amen? Amen? You know, contentions and offense are the number one killer of not only a Christian walk, but a church. Amen? Because even if you keep your church, if you have a room full of offended people, you'll never be in agreement with God's Word. Because you can't be in offense and be in agreement with God's Word. It can't happen. People say, well, I'm just, I'm just mad at them, and, and i got to stay mad a little while. No, you don't get to be mad at all. You know why? Because that's not love. It's not. You know, you can do the worst thing ever and God won't stay mad at you. He's, you know why? Because He's not mad at you. Jesus is your peace. He's not mad. Amen? And forgiveness is waiting for you. You're not waiting on forgiveness. Forgiveness is in place for you. Amen? God, God is a good and kind God. We, we need to see Him for who He truly is. If you want to be in agreement, no one, it's not a wonder people aren't in agreement with Him. He's been lied on so much, they don't want to agree because they've not seen the true love of God. We are that. And when we walk out these doors, people should see that true love. And it should draw people, not repel them. If you're repelling people, there's a good chance... You're not walking in love. People say, Jesus didn't repel people. Did He? The publicans and the sinners came around Jesus. Why? Because He was walking in love. He loved them. People came around Him that we'd say, Ooh, sure you want them to come? You don't know where they've been. You'd be, we'd be like the guys that saw the lady dumping oil on his thing and say, Ooh, he don't know where she's been. That ain't love. That ain't love. It doesn't say agree together and stay there. Stay right in the same place. You know, they went out from there. Right? Later on, they all went out and people got saved. People got healed. They were going different directions. All the same, all together. Different directions, all together. Why? Because they weren't divided. They had one common goal, one purpose, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. When we leave here, we'll all go separate ways, but we should remain together. Amen? Amen. We should remain together. Glory to God. Not in strife. Amen? Look at, look at Acts 15. Strife takes partnerships away. 
right? People that you're supposed to be connected with for life. You could get in strife and never be connected with them again. And you were supposed to walk together with them. Doesn't mean you can't come back, but you were supposed to walk together with them. You know, strife will take you out of the church that God called. I hear, I get people all the time and they say, well, you know, I, I'm just, I, got, I feel like I'm called to do something else. And two weeks ago, they knew they were called to be here. Yep. And I say, what happened? They go, oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they make sure they, look, you know, or either look mad or say nothing. I told you nothing. <laughs> now don't press me. I'm not upset. I'm just leaving the church. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you offended with the church or are you offended with God? <laughs> if God puts you here, you don't have the right to be offended with the church. Well, but they didn't call me and I was in the hospital. You know what? We're sorry, and somebody should have called you, but you still don't have the right to be offended. Amen. Yeah, but if they love me, whoa. If you ever hear that sentence come out of your mouth, remember when you were a kid and you said that and it was still wrong. <laughs> if you love me, you'd do this. Right? Didn't your kids ever say that to you, Ramsey? Man? Dad, if you love me, you'd get me this. I love you so much, I'm not going to get you that. <laughs> And then as soon as she straightened up, it's okay, now I can get it for her. Glory to God. <laughs> Paul and Barnabas says in uh, Acts 15, what about 33? 15:33, it says, And after that they tarried in space, and they were let go in peace from the brethren unto the apostles. 34, Notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide there still. Verse 35, Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. I feel like I'm on the wrong track here. Let me look at my Acts 15.35. That's really weird. <laughs> okay, where's the verse where the contention was so great? 39. Well, see, that means that I had them all in there and I deleted half of them. There we go. <laughs> they disagreed. They wanted, uh, Barnabas thought John Mark should go. John Mark had left them uh, when, they, when they needed him there. He had left his post. And, uh, but Barnabas felt like he should still come, and Paul said no. Now, who's the lead sheep? Paul. Now, who's, so who's right? You know, and, and even at that point, if Paul was wrong following him would not have been wrong. God's got an order. God will take care of you. You you stay where you're stationed. <laughs> he doesn't like that. Paul was right. Yep. Barnabas should have stayed. He did God did not tell Barnabas to disconnect from Paul. Did he? He didn't tell him to disconnect from Paul. But he said the contention was what? The offense. The, the I don't believe what you believe. The disagreement was so great that they departed asunder. In other words, not only did they depart, they split. 
They split. They both left and they split. Doesn't say they left together. It says they left, they split. That's not together. That's untogether. Is that a word? It is today. Untogether. We don't want to be untogether. We want to be all together. Amen? And Barnabas took the one that Paul said not to and sailed to a totally different place. And do you know you hear very little about Barnabas after this? Why? Because he's not in his place anymore. People say, well, Paul should have had mercy on... Paul probably did have mercy on John Mark and probably forgave him. But the Lord said he can't go. People say, well, how do you know that Paul did? Because Paul's ministry kept going. So I know he walked in forgiveness. Because had he not, his ministry wouldn't have kept going. Without love, his ministry would have failed. Why? Because it would have been a house divided. Barnabas is the one you don't hear anymore about. And Barnabas was a great man of God. Barnabas was the one they called the son of consolation, right? He's the one that consoled and encouraged you. He was the one. Man, people love to see Barney coming. Man, it was happy times. Why? Because he was going to encourage you. He was going to build you up. And it doesn't talk about him doing that anymore. Huh? I didn't find it anyway. And I looked. I read. I told you I was been reading. Sounds crazy, but I did it. The contention was so sharp. What? The offense. They, he was so offended in this that he separated from where God put him. When, when we leave where God puts us because of contention, because of, of offense or strife, then we take ourselves away from where God put us. It doesn't change God's plan for you. Amen? It doesn't change God's plan for you. God's plan was still for you to be where He is. And it doesn't change God's plan. God filled in that position and they went on. But does that mean Barnabas wasn't supposed to be there? You decide. Stay in agreement with God though. Amen? In Proverbs 18, it's 18 and 19, it says, A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like bars of a castle. Somebody that gets offended. And see, I'm not saying this so that we can find offended people so we cannot be offended. Because once you're offended, you can't hear. Offense, is, it gets in your ears first. So that you can only hear yourself. Do you ever notice that? When your ears are stopped up, you can still hear you because you can hear you inside you. But you can't hear the voice of wisdom. You can't hear love. In other words, somebody could come to you in love, and because you couldn't hear out of offense and contentions, because you couldn't hear, you couldn't receive, because that's how you receive. Amen? We don't want to be offended. Offense is not okay. You can't make offense okay. If you make it okay, you're putting old wine in new wine bottles. And everything that you did know that was right is going to be lost with all that you didn't know. Right? 
You can't mix wrong and right. Together is one. Think about this. Jesus said, make a tree good. What's he, he said, make a tree good. How do you make a tree good? You start at the root. You start with the seed. And you put in a good seed. And it grows a strong root. And the root and the seed are one. And then it grows up and there's a trunk. The trunk and the roots are one. They're, they're not divided. They have one purpose, one goal. They're going to make apples. Amen? And it grows up and it has branches. And the branches and the trunk and the roots are all one. And they're all drawing from the same source. They're not drawing from five sources. They're not believing six things. There's not somebody over here saying, you know what? Apples are cool, but have you thought about lemons? You can do lemons. They're just trying to tell you apples are what you got to do. You don't got to do apples. You could do lemons. And you could probably do oranges too. But you're an apple tree. You're drawing from the same source as the roots, as the trunk, as the branches, as the leaves, as the blooms. And you make what you are. When we stay connected together as one, we make what we are. Amen. We produce what's in us. We, are, we have the love of God in us. We are born again children of the Most High God, the Most High Love. And in every circumstance, in every situation, we have the ability to change it for the good. We have the ability to speak, to agree, to heal. We have the ability in us to do good. We have been made a good tree. Amen? Amen. And in being a good tree, we now have the ability to do good all the days of our life. Amen? We don't, we're, we stay, if we stay connected, right, to the, to, the, to the roots, if we stay connected to the trunk, if we stay connected, if we stay together as one, you and I are a tree. Together as one, we are a tree. And we are put here to bear the fruit of righteousness, to bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Together. Not just me bearing the fruit, us together as one bearing the fruit in agreement with God's Word. Yes. When, when we work together and, and act together in agreement and walk together, walk together. Can we walk together? If we be in agreement, we can. And if, if, if God's vision is our vision, His heart is our heart, what he wants is what we want. That's what it said in, in, our, in our, uh, our scripture that we did for offering. We delight in him, in what he wants, in what he does. We delight in him. We meditate on it. You don't meditate on it by force. You meditate on it by love. You love it. You know, when, you got, when we all love something, we don't go two inches from it. I remember when I started going out with Kim, man, if we had to spend the, when we had to go home, we called each other. Why? I didn't want to be apart from her. We don't want to be apart from the Lord. He is our life. He is our love. He is our heart. He is our soul. Amen. Amen? And He's made us a good tree to bear much fruit. 
together here at Faith Life Church, operating as one. We can draw in people that need hope, that need health, that need life. And we can love them into a new situation in life that they've never seen before. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's look at one more verse and we'll close. Whew. This is good. Hmm. Verse 5, or Ephesians 5, verse 1. I got ahead of it. I was thinking and not talking. See, sometimes when you think and don't talk, then you come out in (laughs) mid-sentence. You got to watch that too. Because you might be thinking, man, that was really pretty, but that was ugly, and you forget the really pretty part. (laughs) You're thinking that was really pretty, but you say, but that was ugly. No. Be ye therefore, what? Followers of God. A follower of God is somebody who's walking together with Him. You're not walking in front of Him. You're not even walking beside Him. You're walking behind Him, together with Him, in agreement with where He's going. What's He saying? Be a follower of God. Be in agreement with where God's going. Because, you know, your flesh is like, you know what? It's football season, and you can't have me doing stuff every Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you know, and I realize college is on on Saturday too, but you got stuff happening there too, you know, and, and you're not following. Why? Because you got other vision. You know, I'm just using me so you guys don't get condemned. <laughs> you can't be condemned because that would be tradition. Well, God loves you. Conviction and con- condemnation, way two different things. <laughs> be ye therefore followers of God, how? As dear children. That's what he, he tells you how to do it. He's not just saying do it like this. He's saying this is how you do it, as dear children. Dear children follow their father. Amen? I mean, I had to watch when, I was young, when, when Ramsey was young. If I walked somewhere, I looked behind me because she wasn't going to be far behind. Why? Because she's following dad. Amen? And that's what he's saying. Be a follower of God just like a child. As dear children. As. On the same level as. Even as. As dear children. And, and then, he, then he goes further and says, this is how you're a follower of God. Walk in love. Walk in love. Love will never be contrary to the Word of God. Doesn't matter how bad you don't want to do it. Doing it will be in perfect agreement with what God says. When you, when you don't want to forgive that person, He wants them forgiven. When you don't want to have mercy, He wants them to have mercy. When you don't want to give in the offering, He wants you to give in the offering. When, when, anytime, here's a good test. Anytime you don't want to do it, check to see because it's probably right. Right? I, used to, I used to go to mom and say, ah, you know, they're having that meeting tonight, but I don't really want to go. And she says, then you should be there. Why? Because she knows it's not my spirit that doesn't want to go, go and worship God. When you get up in the morning and you don't feel like going to church, do you think that's God saying, you know, you really don't feel like going to church this morning? <laughs> you know, I know you're just a human, but I'm God and I'm telling you, you don't feel like going to church this morning. Because you don't need to go and worship me and learn more about my word and be filled with my love. <laughs> You reckon that's God? Doesn't even sound like God, does it? Not even a little bit. 
Now, when we don't feel like doing something godly, it's because we're thinking ungodly. Right? Ungodlike. <laughs> Walk in love. Walk in love. Whether it be chasing somebody out, and you know, it doesn't mean, you know, Jesus was walking love when he chased out the money changers. That was love. It was a perfect example of the love of God. He, he was keeping them from doing something that was hurting them and hurting others. Amen? When you, when you correct your kids, that's not mean. Right? Unless you're doing it for the wrong reason. Just because you want them to be something they're not. I don't know. But if you're correcting your kids to keep them from harm, you're doing it in love. Amen? God's doing everything He does in love. He says, walk in love as Christ has also loved us. In other words, be just like Jesus. Why? Because Jesus and God are one. What's he saying? He said, I want you to love like Jesus loved. Why? Because Jesus and the Father are one. He was the exact image of God. And being the exact image of God, he said, and it says later on, we're created in the image of God. We're, re, we're created when we're born again in the image of God. So that puts us on the same level as Jesus Christ. What, what are you saying? That we're right there with Jesus Christ? Yeah, by Him, we're on the same level with the same ability. The same ability to what? To love. When, when, they, when, they, when they put the adulterous woman or adulterous man in front of us, we don't grab the stones. We ride in the sand. That's a follower of God. We don't judge. We don't condemn. That's a follower of God walking in love. We are always the fixer. God is always the fixer. Look what He fixed. He fixed the world. Now if they just receive it. Glory to God. Can we walk in love? Can we do what God says to do? Here's what Paul said. I am going to read one more scripture. Paul said this in, I think, Philippians 1, 27. Try that. I, I cut the Philippians off, so I don't know that that's what it is. Let's try Philippians 1, 27. Yep, there we go. Only let our conversation be as it becomes the gospel. In other words, only let what's coming out of your mouth be good news. And, and what becomes the gospel, in other words, what is truth in His Word. Amen. Not just, not just what you believe, what's truth in His Word, and that's why you believe it. You're not trying to make it truth by your belief. You believe it because it's truth. Yes. Amen? What becomes the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or whether I be absent, this is, what, this is what we want the Lord to hear about us, just like Paul wanted to hear this about this church. That, I, that when I come to you and I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit. What's he saying? I want you to be all together. I want you to be all together in one spirit. With one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel of Jesus. Glory to God. For the faith of the gospel. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I want you, I want to hear. This is what I want to hear about you. That you have one mind, one purpose, one heart to serve the Lord. And to strive for the faith of the gospel. Glory to God. How would you like people say, that Faith Life Church, if you can say anything else about them, they are of one mind, one heart, 
striving for one purpose, for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we want to be spoken of us. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet, everybody. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We'll come together, right, as one. Right? Everybody doing their part. You know, it's not about just serving in the church. You know, everybody says, well, if you don't serve in the church, you're not serving God. You know what? If you only serve in the church, you're not serving God. (laughs) What? Got quiet. Guess what? That's true. He said, go out with the gospel, not come in with it. Seeking the kingdom of God is telling others about the goodness, not talking to everybody you are that already knows what you know about it. Yes, you should serve in the this is your church, and as you can, you should serve. Amen. It is important that you should serve in the church. And if it is your service to God, if that's what God says, yes, you this is what I want you to do, then yes, you should do it. But when you walk out the doors. You're still a light. Guess what? If I took one of those lights down, took it to a whole nother place, and put it back up, it'd still be a light. Huh? And it would still create light. That's what we're created to do. Wherever we go, we should create light. Amen? Glory to God. Glory. You got a song, Susan? Just say yes, Lord. Do you